I messaged him saying, mate, are you okay? He never got back with me for a couple of days. I found out that he'd went and tried and kill himself and it was the third time he'd tried it. I was racking my brains for the name of this charity back on side and I was like, right, I've been to their golf day. They got talking, Libby drove up to Aberdeen straight away, so it's one of the worst cases we've seen. Mm -hmm. Signed for Dundee United, that was an interesting time, going from Dundee to Dundee United. You took the heat off me because I was getting pelters for being a Judas. First game, <coughs> Stephen Robson, Lancaster, Freddie right. Derry, running up and down. That was the home fans. That was me. That was me that started that as well. Cool. Welcome back to another podcast for the the inspiration with uh -huh. myself. I missed the last one, which I'm not happy about in Ibiza. Yeah, Cairo was a bit of free bit transfer for Cairo, wasn't it? I know. I know. When I did uh, Tony Tony Truman, the lad that kind of owns half of Ibiza. <laughs> I missed that one, that one, thing. brilliant. Right, Today's yeah. guest, we've got a good friend of mine, uh, Lee Mayer, uh, ex-footballer. Don't know if Lee Mayer would say he's a good friend of yours. Well, say, there's yeah. a couple of things there okay, you've said. I used to say a good yeah, friend on, and no a good footballer. this already because there's a couple of things you've said, friend and inspiration. I don't, I don't fall into any of those. I don't say you're a good footballer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's class. Thanks for uh, coming on. Um, obviously today we're here for a... Very special event up at uh, the Carrick at Loch Lomond. Um, it's the Back On Side charity day, so I know that you're heavily involved with, with Back On Side. Um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about what you do with these guys? So I got involved with Back On Side. It was five years ago I got invited to their very first golf day. Just exact same like this. You see how there's some ex-footballers not downstairs. So I got invited to it. I had retired from football at the time, and I seen that as an opportunity to... A, get out of the office because I was now in the real world uh, working. So I thought, brilliant, there's a chance to get out of the office. Also, a chance to go and catch up with some of the ex-boys and stuff that I'd not seen for a few years. So I came along and enjoyed the golf day. And as soon as it finished, I just shot up the road. I had nothing to do with the charity. I didn't even know what they were all about. Nothing at all. Until probably about a year and a half, probably about a year and a half later, I seen on Facebook one of my best mates from primary school that hadn't seen for years but you know how you, you think you're still close to people on Facebook and stuff because the way the world is so he put one of these weird posts on Facebook and it was about and I messaged him saying mate are you okay he never got back with me for a couple of days I found out that he'd went and tried and kill himself and it was the third time he'd tried it so I got talking to him he says Ollie I'm in a bad way he says um I have split up with the missus I've lost my job I'm not getting to see my kids so as you can imagine he's he's not feeling the best I says look mate are you getting any help with this and he says no nothing at all so I says, right, look, I'm going to get you someone's number and I'm going to um, and speak to this person and hopefully they can help you. So I was racking my brains for the name of this charity back on side. And I was like, right, I've been to their golf day and I found Libby on social media. And I says, Libby, look, I've got a friend, blah, 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 um, struggling. She says, right, pass me details. So they got talking. Libby drove up to Aberdeen straight away. Says, it's one of the worst cases we've seen. And I seen firsthand what the charity done. It really helped him. He's still alive now. He's got three young kids and everything. He's not great, but he's still here. That's the main thing. So ever since then, I thought right, I'm going to help this charity as much as I can. So I've done a lot of fundraising for them. I think I've raised between 20 and 25 grand just in the last couple of years just by doing stupid challenges. Yeah, I've enjoyed some of those stupid challenges. <laughs> so now we're all retired. We know that we can put on a couple of pounds like the three of us can, right? So I try and keep myself fit. Used to. <laughs> <laughs> I try and keep myself fit by doing like stupid challenges. So I've done like a running challenge, a 4-4-48 challenge, which was you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours so I think we managed to raise about 15 grand doing that I'd done a marathon and in January there I'd done a one where it was you ran whatever date date it was you ran that many kilometers so I was only planning on doing the first 14 days so it was like on day one you run one kilometer day two you run two <coughs> day three you run three so day 14 I thought running 14k that'll be tough but I was doing it with a couple of mates and they says no we need to keep on going need to keep on going 
and I was like, oh shit, right? I thought, right, okay, and then, and then another mate. Sounds easy to start, eh? It is, but then when you think about it. I don't take into account like actually how hard that is. uh, From day 21 onwards, you're running more than a half marathon every day. So one of the guys, George Rowe, he's actually does a lot with back on side as well. He, he sponsors them, gives a lot of donations and stuff. He measures me and says, Lee, I see that run you're doing. That's amazing. He said, for every kilometer you do, I'll give a pound to back on side. And I was like, shit, I wasn't wanting to do it for charity. I was just, I was just trying to get fit myself. So, and then he says, if you complete the challenge, I'll double it. So the challenge is called 496 because you do 496 kilometers. So I thought, right, if I complete this challenge, that's a grand for the charity, which I know is a lot of money for the charity. Mm-hmm. So... I then says, right, that's it. I was in. I'm bald deep pre- now. Put, I'm put in. the pressure, right, on I'm you, in, didn't so I? I thought, right. And then I set up a link, and I think we managed to raise another couple of grand there as well. I think it was about five or six grand with that as well. So I just try and help the charity by doing as much as I possibly can because I know that they don't get any funding. They mm. only get money from donations like Golf Days Today and yep. people buying raffle prizes and stuff like that and auctions and that. So I try and help them as much as I can because I see first class what it is they've done. Yeah, was, is- that, was that last challenge your toughest challenge? everyone I've done I've said that's been the toughest that's been the toughest and I then said after the last one I'm not doing any more but you know what like after once you forgot how hard that is (laughs) the last one was the toughest because I remember getting to like 26k and I was absolutely gobbed so it was a 26th month and I thought Shit, I've still got five days to go. I've got twenty-seven k mm. to do tomorrow, and then twenty-eight the next, and then twenty. I remember you seen on the social me- social media your blisters and all that. Uh, I felt as though the four was it the four miles every four hours one. Yeah, I felt as that that looked tough because you documented it so much. Do you know what I mean? And try to go back out again, stuff like that. I thought that looked yeah dead punishing. Toughest thing the about end. that one was I was shattered because Nine. you the run say the run takes about an hour. By the time you're then getting in, you're getting changed and whatever. You've only got like three hours until you're starting again. But your adrenaline's going, so you, it's not like you can go and sleep for that three hours. So mm. sometimes, like, I remember I finished a run at... F- so the run was four o'clock in the morning. And then I rem- remember I finished it, and I was sitting crying in my kitchen at five o'clock in the morning. I was thinking, <laughs> what the hell am I crying for? I was like, I'm just... I think just... Because you had another one to go. I, I, think so. I, I think so. I was just in that much pain. I was shattered. And then I, I messaged Libby halfway through as well. and said, Libby, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And she sent me the figure. She says, Lee, I think you've currently raised seven grand, which is equivalent to, like... 200 counseling sessions so see when i then knew about that i uh, thought this is not about me be having little sore legs i need uh, my, i need to like toughen uh, up here and just like just get this done here uh, so then it was just and i think we managed to raise 15 grand so we've got great publicity in the back of that which uh, obviously helped good, uh, with, with the funding uh, yeah, this is this right. is like the second second golf day we've been on we're back yeah. on site we've done the, the charity cat uh, a couple of years back um which was obviously a, a great success eh? yeah. so it's definitely something that we, we met libby and libby and joe uh, yeah. last week and it's a no-brainer it's something we'd like to do a wee bit more with do you yeah. know what I mean? um i think obviously we'd, like you say we'd started off but it's, they've maybe drifted it's, off i think it's the the relation to the football side of things yeah. that that ties us i'll obviously tie you it's yeah. maybe something you can maybe talk on what, how did the football career go where did it start like let's go i think back it's an interesting to, one for us as well because like your your career was probably sort of similar times to us and then it's yeah. the end of the time so it's nice to hear a timeline and then what you've done after but well, the yeah. three of us would have been roughly the same. Well, we yeah. were at YTS together YTS, at Dundee right, in, yeah. what was that, in 98, 90, yeah, I was 97, 98, 99, something like that? Yeah, 99. So, great. As a, as a young 16-year-old boy, you think, brilliant, I'm a full-time footballer. I think you've made it. But you're actually, what people don't realise is you're earning £45 a week at Dundee. Aye. And you're actually working, If, you, if I think if they worked out the hours you worked compared to... Slave labour, Oh, you're, you're working you're for 20 pence an hour. Aye, but it's mad. It's interesting, it's interesting hearing that because I never went through that. I never went through, like, youth team. I just went, like... I just played junior football and then I, well, part-time 
from 22 to 24 and then full time 24 so i never right. went through like a, so obviously you yeah. always talk about the like youth team and like youth folding oh, folding time, and cleaning boots and that well, we've still got a whatsapp group with the guys <laughs> from that time and the banter's brilliant and it's it's friendships that you'll have for life and um, it's guys that don't get me wrong you'll never see them for 10 15 20 years but when you do you'll have a great laugh because the stories in a room yeah. and it would yeah. i think that's a good thing because like from football i probably don't have many like friends friends yeah. for football like obviously mm. robo but like yeah. and i've got acquaintances i'll speak to but maybe not people you keep in touch with but obviously going through that youth thing yeah. together the pressure maybe maybe to, brings you together a bit more yeah i think so but you, you touched on something there and i always remember our youth coach jinky says to us when we start he says if you get to the end of your football career and you've got three proper friends and he says look i mean like proper proper friends you've done well uh-huh. and like you says there we've all got acquaintances we've got guys that you'll not see for 10 years you say oh let's get a pint or whatever mm-hmm. and they're good mates but not proper proper friends yeah and, and touching true. on the black on side thing that's maybe yeah. why people do feel a bit lonely at the end of a career because why, why, why is it because the football's so competitive like say for example you've got a mate in the dressing room but like you're really just player like think of a goalkeeper for example there's only one position on the pitch for a i keeper. think as well it's but do you, do you, you move about a lot it's not like mm. like me and dorms are really close and then he moves to crystal palace and then he's back to america i don't see him and you yeah, just end up sure. drifting apart it's yeah. not like with a footballer like with a job you work in that area and you live in that area and you probably stay in that area for like yeah. your all your days was a football you well like you see you play for dundee stockport aberdeen yeah. Dund- and they just bouncing about aren't you all over but Contract the thing about it is and why i think there's such a transition from football to i call it the real world is you're in with 20 mates straight away you walk into a dressing room mm. you've got mates straight away mm, and you, yeah. you know yourself you walk into a dressing room if you you're laughing or joking within 30 seconds Aye, and then when i remember my first job i was selling photocopiers and you walked into the office you'd be in the office two hours and sometimes some people not even spoke to you uh, and i was aye, like aye. what the heck because we're used to a dressing room for 20 years of you're walking in somebody's taking the piss out yeah working life so different isn't it? oh in it's just football dressing room isn't it? it's but like i see how and I see how charities like back on side and stuff have are so busy because these people that are say they're working in a normal job right they're maybe not got the best income but they're in there but the best thing about football is the banter of the boys a lot of people mm. say oh do you miss football no i don't miss football but i miss the dressing room mm. and see if you've not got that at work and you've also got on top of and you've got life on top of that with you've got stress of kids you've got especially nowadays with the way the the prices of everything's increased mm. that's a strain around a lot of families if you've not yeah, got 100%. a release the change room's a bit of a bubble isn't it a wee oh, bit. It's, it's, a, it's not really part it's not I like life we, we or that, you know this, it's like just a uh, bubble it'd be inspired as this kind of dressing room culture yeah. of like even like the the girls that have come into the business as well like i think they come in and go oh it's a good laugh here yeah. do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like we, we try and create that so that it's not too serious but yeah but when we get to work like work needs still needs done yeah but there's that kind of just like i think you need that because you'll spend nearly half your life at work mm-hmm. so you need to enjoy what you do I, totally. I, I changed that that first office into like it was a, a lot of the times the manager says lee you need to remember you're not in a dressing room anymore and i was like yeah i do i get it but we need to have a laugh we need to have fun there's some people here that they sit there all day and not speak to people and i was like you can't go through life like that you need to i i'm a big people person i bounce off of people so if mm-hmm. i'm around people i just love it but if i'm on my own and that's why i think the biggest thing for me is missing football is not having that dressing room and that's why I'm in as many WhatsApp groups as possible. I go to golf days because I need to be around people yeah. all the time. If I'm really? not, I didn't know you were that busy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like golf? I'm, I'm almost as busy as Robbo. Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't know, like. Yeah, I only document the good stuff. Uh, you yeah, document exactly. everything. Uh, exactly. Your round, exactly. where were you last week when you 
uh, a message to him after that. Yeah, said, Mate, I actually enjoyed that. I quite enjoyed that. Is, is that why I got I don't, I don't, no, I don't, take, I don't enjoy much of his content. Yeah, but yeah, that, did you take good, I, I follow that. a guy that documents all his shots. He's a wee bit better new mind. Was he? No, yeah, I'm hard. I think he shoots I've, like I've played two, more three golf than ever lately, and my handicap's gone up the way. Oh, we were discussing that earlier. I think I'm probably thinking about it too much rather than just going and enjoy it. Try and change things and oh, can I get better? Can I get better? And by try to get better, you get worse. You get older as well, and the body gets stiffer every day. Well, speak for yourself, eh? <laughs> yeah. Aye, sorry, we were touching on your football career. So, where, Dundee was where you started as a YTS, and then where did you go from? Dundee, go from and then was there for about seven, eight years. Broke through in the first team. Great times. The Benetis came in. Great loads of foreigners. Great experience playing with guys like mm. Kenija, Ravenelli, Georgian Namzadze. Try to think how many other names I can oh, drop in Caballero. here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Caballero, he Incredible. was a player, wasn't he? Oh, unbelievable boys, right? But see, for that, like you'll be in some dressing rooms and the foreigners will be a lot of cliques. Dundee was unbelievable. You'd be in the nightclub with Fabian Caballero. And he would just phone you and say, hey, discotheque. And you're like, yeah. He, he couldn't speak a word of English, but yeah. it was an incredible dressing room. And um, he probably still messages, he still messages me. Yeah, he, oh, he's, yeah, he's still messaging. He's busier than you on, on social media. I, yeah, Every you just see his Dundee goals on I social media. Every day. I love Dundee FC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Fabian. Cut the ties. Where's he from? Paraguay. I was like, Fabian. Like, 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 he needs to cut the ties. That was like 20 odd years ago. I he's still he living off that goal. I think so. Yeah, we have him jockey Scott as my jockey. He'll get back sometime. Brilliant. So went from Dundee to I then had a chance to try down south. And you, you go down south, you think, brilliant, the guys are on big money down there. I went to Stockport. wasn't big money, but the plan was to go down there, do well, and then move about the leagues, yeah. and then hopefully you can make big money. But absolutely hated it. Really? Hated it. Why was that? Just um, I, wasn't, I was in and out of the team. Um, I noticed straight away when I went down there, they're all athletes, and I was the opposite. I'm built like a side of a fiver. Put up a couple of pounds on now, right enough. But um, they're all the fast, strong, and that just was not my Did you notice a big difference massive, when you went down there? Right? Massive. The centre half I was playing alongside was Ashley Williams. He was just a young boy coming through. He went on to have an unbelievable career. But at the time, and he'll admit this, his best foot was his head. He could head the ball at 50 yards and it was just a case Mm -hmm. of stop the the striker. And he was a big, strong, fast boy. Even at that time, do you think they just did things differently that made them bigger? Or was it just more boys to choose from? So the bigger boys like just... No, I don't think so. Because a big thing in Stockport was, oh, we're in the gym every afternoon and stuff. And I remember being embarrassed going in there thinking... I'm not really used to this. We would do like fast feet and stuff and work on that side of the game, but which I now realise up in Scotland we're massively behind because physically and we're not as strong as other countries. We said that watching Scotland, didn't you? You watched the boys that play in Scotland. Maybe when the guys played like in the low and maybe played in Scotland or they were in the championship or League One, but playing for Scotland, whereas now the boys are playing in the Prem. Yeah. You see the difference in the boys. You see the boys coming for the Prem like Shea Adams is a machine as well, isn't he? Well, you see average players make an unbelievable f- career for themselves by being fast, fit, and strong. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. if you add in a bit of ability as well, then you see why they're doing uh, well down south. Yeah. And, um, so I wish I added that to my game, but lasted six months, hated it, and then moved back up the road. Mm-hmm. Signed for Dundee United. That was an interesting time, uh, going from Dundee to Dundee United. You were um, two at the went, same time. You went before me. I went, aye, uh, and then I, you joined. You took the heat off me because I was getting pelters getting <laughs> for being a Judas. First game we played, Brewster just threw me right in. We played, you know, it was United v Dundee in a pre-season friendly. I don't, think there's, any, I don't think there's any way to ease that in. Well, Honestly, you just threw me in. <coughs> Stephen Robs, a wanker. Right. Derry, running up and down. That was a home fans. That was me that, was me that started that as well. <laughs> yeah. Half time. That happened many times. Oh, brilliant. Sort of. Cheers for that. Cheers. Uh, but then, so Dundee United, that was a frustrating time. I, I, I ruptured my medial ligament. I was out for like, the first year. 
And then these things make it worse when you uh, move something. Because I was the same yeah. when I went to United. It was just injury after injury, operation, this, that. And especially it's making the hell, divide, crossing the divide from Dundee. Yeah, you want to hit the ground running. Ah, you want to go you want to prove your prove yourself a wee bit. So that was that was a horrible time. And then there was loads of change of managers. Um, McCall got sacked. He brought in mm -hmm. Brewster. Brewster never lasted long. Levine, Levine came in. Mm -hmm. Um, very good manager. Aye. He released me, but I've got nothing bad to say Aye, about him. He's good, just, his tactics and his people laugh at that every time I say tactics because straight away they say he played a game with no bloody strikers. Aye. And I'm like, see, his attention to detail yeah, was incredible. Ridiculous. The thing is, though, that's called up. People play games without strikers all the time now. Yeah. But because he's in Scotland, if Steve Clark loses that yeah. game on Saturday, then the people question his yeah. tactics yeah. for not having a, maybe having yeah. a bit more of a go. And we end up winning his hero. Well, even if you look at, if you study that Scotland game, they lost 2 0, but it was two goals conceded against set pieces. Uh, mm. But it's. it's that's Levine's thing I did, as my, well. I did my yeah. realize. It's losing goals at set pieces. Oh, he, he, I did he, my realizes with Craig Gordon, and when I was speaking to him, I said, Who's the best manager you've worked under? And he said, Craig Levine, yeah. of all the managers. I thought mm. that was quite. He's, nice. like, I, I thought he was, yeah. he's like, I'm so surprised I didn't work for him at Scotland. I thought he was going to be brilliant. And it yeah. just didn't mm. work out. I like everyone everyone <laughs> speaks really highly of him. His, his attention right. to detail was every game you went into. He knew the weakness in the other team and Aye. he studied it and he would put a game plan in place. I remember going to Celtic Park one time and Barry Robson was the engine of the United team. You know what Barry Robson's yeah. like. Just, just you, you would have him in the middle of the yeah. park. Brilliant. Gets about, upsets the other team, gets on the ball, not scared to take the ball. And he played on wide right. And we're like, what? And it was a case of, right, we're going to be in trouble. I just want you to hang big diags up there because he'll beat, I can't remember who the left back was at the time. He will beat him in the air every single time. Mm. And then I want the rest of the team picking up second balls or get us out of the park. And it's a little thing. We've got two great chances from that. Mm. I think we still got home to 8-0. But, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but this was back in the day when going to Celtic Park and Rangers, like, you, you would have taken a 3-0 defeat. I feel so though, there's, there's things like the, me, the media take over that as well, though, because I feel so ever since that, even when he went to Hearts, I thought he did all right. But they just they just have something against him after that. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the media had it in for him after that. And they kind of not ruined his career, but made it more difficult for him. I think a British mentality is we always look for a negative rather than a positive. Uh, sure. And if there's, you look at things even, last even night. the Scotland game at the weekend. I, so I missed the first half. First half, and just listening to the radio, it's like straight away they're all saying we'll take a draw, we'll take a draw. Yeah. It's like it's just such a negative uh, thing. Yeah. Like straight from the off, and it's like how about not just put an attack on and go for it? Let's yeah. come on, lads. We can still win this game. We'll win this game. Maximum points in the group, and we're miles clear. Seen and it, and then after the end of the game, even like Michael Stewart and the. The TV is absolutely buzzing because yeah. it, but it's like that mentality doesn't run until the 90th yeah. minute when we're actually winning. Yeah. Well, it was like I mean? John McGinn said in the paper, he said, that, was it when Cooper came on and said, we just need one chance, we can do this. And he said that positivity just went wow. through the whole Brilliant. team. And I was yeah. like, it just takes one person to come on with that Brilliant. mentality. I remember talking about mentality there. I remember going to, you know, the podcast High Performance? Yeah. They were doing a tour and I went to watch it in Edinburgh and they were interviewing Steve Clark. And Steve Clark said the first thing he had to change was the Scottish mentality. He said, we had this mentality of, we'll go and try and qualify for a Euros, we'll fail. We'll try and, try and qualify for a World Cup, we'll fail, we'll change manager. We'll then go through the same process, we'll change mm -hmm. manager. And that was just what everyone's mentality was. I had, we had boys, oh, I've got a little niggle. I'm not really wanting to turn, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going, I'd rather go on a holiday. Yeah. He says, I've now got boys turning up injured and I need to tell them, no, you're injured and stuff. He's totally changed the mindset and mentality of that. And I think you see that now as a country. We've never, probably, in my lifetime, we've never been in a position 
as a Scotland fan thinking we're going to go to a game and win this. Yeah, it's no. always been even like the game uh, on Tuesday, the game against story. Georgia on Tuesday. It's a case of no, we didn't take a point. We need to, yeah. we need to win. Yeah. We want to win, and that's like. And when can you see in our lifetime that we've been going to a game in Scotland thinking we're going to win this game? Yeah. It's a great mentality shift, though, isn't it? Massive. You know I mean? That comes Massive. to the boys in the Prem. See boys like Andy Robertson, John McGinn. Well, it comes like, to the manager as well, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But you've got players that are yeah. backing that up. Yeah. I agree that. And then these other guys are coming in. I always look at back in our, in our Dundee dressing room. We had unbelievable guys like professionals, Barry Smith, Gavin mm-hmm. Rays, guys that you, you come into a dressing room and that, that's a standard. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Scotland team now and you've got all these guys in the Prem. Robertson playing Champions League finals, yeah. winning leagues and stuff. And mm-hmm. That's a standard. It's only taken a couple of boys to go down the Prem and do well for yeah. other Scottish boys to yeah, sort of sure. follow. Yeah. And yeah. for a while, it was like... Christie going down uh, home, he's done great, he's done yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was like, for a while, they'd go down and maybe not do anything and people were oh, Scottish foot. And then they've gone down now and like Robertson's done well mm-hmm. and like you say, Chris, and it's like more people are going down and doing better. So it's like helping everything. Yeah, I, do, I just think like before it was Scottish boys would be going down and going to the Championship or going yeah. to League One. It's yeah. just different now. Yeah. It's like just going to that next level. Even McGinn done very well at Villa as well, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's done incredible. Aye. Obviously, we, we were at St. Martin with these boys. Yeah, uh, McGinn it was, and, and it was great to McLean. see McGinn put on his social media. That, and it was yeah. the two of them celebrating a St. Mirren goal. Oh, I've seen uh, that. Aye, and I've then you fast forward to five, six years, whatever. Did you go to St. Mirren after Dundee United? No. No, I went Dundee United to Aberdeen. You, were you at um, St. Mirren when Big Tomo threw the. Is it, Did the you? Then? No, I know, but I've heard all about it. I'd left then. But I think you know what Tom was like, Stephen yeah. Thompson, great character, just great guy in the dressing room uh-huh. um, played at a high level so again he brought standards that, yeah. right, that's a standard yeah he has a laugh but he made a dressing room a brilliant place and I think they were doing fast feet and it had finished you know you go in and out the poles and I think he just picked it and just threw it as a javelin and it stuck in McGinn's leg shut up oh, <laughs> oh my god I think they McGinn, big legs to hit as oh, well oh, no, you kind of miss those thighs but Aye. I think the rumour was that McGinn was out for ages and you, you don't know how true it is, but you then th- hear that, oh, McGinn's a way to st- sue the club and stuff because uh, it's done him out of a move and stuff. And you're thinking, Jesus, it just shows you how things can go wrong just by having that wee laugh. But Tomo was devastated about that. Uh, but it was funny. Which McGinn was it? Was it the, 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 the good John McGinn? The good one. Yeah, yeah. The, the good, good one. Steven listens to this. Steve and Paul probably oh, listen wow. to this. So. Well, it's funny because... I'm trying to get the three I of them on. I'm trying I know. to get the three I of them on. Get them on. Yeah. That'd be a good one. To defend themselves. Yeah. The the three of them, I played with the three of them at St. Mirren all different times. Uh-huh. And what a lovely family. Uh-huh. Absolute cracking family. I Even the parents. Stephen was a really good player. Stephen just yeah. came yeah. for Stephen's no. I think really he was playing good, yeah. like 18s or 19s. And then the next thing he was in the St. Mirren first team. Uh, he's, he's doing yeah, really well. Fit as, fit as a he struggled. Age. Like, he got unlucky with it. Did he not go to Watford or something? And then he moved to Watford and done his career. He got a right good move and then he done his career. See, it's always Paul that I tell about because. Paul's the one that grafter, really hard mm. worker, got, was, no, no, wasn't no. really getting a chance at St. Mirren, got yeah. offered another contract. And not many people will do what he done. He thought, see what, I'm going to sign another contract here. Yeah, it's great. I'm at a full-time club, premiership club. He then declined it and went to Dumbarton. Mm. Dropped yeah, a division to, to go play and play. All the time, and you, you very rarely see, I think you can count, count <clears> in your hand, how players drop a level to then go up. It very rarely works because you drop into that level and yeah. you just you let get that caught up take aye. over. So he went dropped to levels. He then went on unbelievable Dundee, I think, Hibs, things at Motherwell, Motherwell. now. So it's good fair, confidence fair in your ability though, isn't exactly. it? You know what I mean? Exactly. But also as well, good confidence in your determination to that right, I'm only using this as a stepping stone to then 
propel uh, mm-hmm. his career, and that's what he done. And so, fair play to him. But like I say, an absolute cracking family. I did the same thing, but I didn't propel. <laughs> <him backwards>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just kept going back. Going I, dropped back. Ha- I dropped from Hamilton to Partick, and then just that was it. Uh, sure that was right. Right after. Be inspired. Be inspired uh, after that. Yeah. Uh, so Aberdeen was kind of next. That was kind of successful. So time Aberdeen for was you. great because I'm an Aberdeen Aberdeen yeah. boy. I used to go to Petardi as a kid, watch the games and stuff, and and that's the thing. Were you an Aberdeen supporter? Aberdeen fan yeah, used yeah. to go to Petardi, but the, the this is actually going full circle here. My mate who we spoke about at the start, um, Chris, who tried to kill himself at back on side, went and helped. I used to go to Petaudry with him. His dad used to take mm, us to Petaudry. Yeah. So um, when I signed at Aberdeen and stuff, he was more delighted than I was. Obviously, I'm delighted, but he was like, oh, it's my mate for school and stuff like that. And that's so nice. it was amazing. And then, uh, so going and signing there was amazing because I'm from Aberdeen, my wife's from Aberdeen. So, and we just had the twins. The twin girls were born as well. So I thought, when I move back to Aberdeen, that'll be... Um, I'll probably retire there. I was 27, so I thought, bro, we're moving back home, settle with the kids and stuff. But um, the good thing about that as well is that I trained with Aberdeen when I was nine till I was 14. Now you can train as a yeah, kid. Sure. And back then it was S form and stuff, but we just trained two nights a week. And I remember getting a letter saying, oh, Lee's not progressing enough, so we're going to let him go, but we're going to keep an eye on him and stuff. I've still got that letter to this day. So, But the great thing was, 13 years later, they then signed me again. I had the same thing. Yeah. That's, that was one of the reasons I signed for United. Just I had that letter. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, I'm sure it was the other It wasn't, it, it wasn't was because like, they were offering you treble the wages, uh, no? Yes, <laughs> no. Was, that, was that a personal ambition of yours? Like, yeah. Sorry, Robert. Was that a uh, personal ambition of yours to like play for Aberdeen? Obviously, when you're younger, we like, yeah. I want to, maybe when your junior career maybe changed, but when you're younger, like, I want to play for Aberdeen. A hundred percent, yeah. Being an Aberdeen fan, it was, the, I get goosebumps thinking about it Aye. because just, that was always the dream. When Fixture List came out, it was always like, when am I playing at Pataudry? When am I playing Aberdeen? So I remember, I never told my mum that, that was going up for talks. And we went up, we had the talks and it lasted two minutes. Jimmy Caldwell says, there's your wages. I says, right, I'll sign it. Never negotiated then. I was just like, yep, I'm happy to sign. And then phoned my mum and my mum's like, that's weird, your phone, like a Tuesday afternoon. Where are you? I says, oh, I'm on King Street. Why? And then straight away she said, you've just signed for Aberdeen now. And I says, aye. Oh, um, so it was uh, it was class. And then two years, but again, it was frustrating because Jimmy Caldwell would change his team all the time. Uh, and it was... Uh, you never knew who you were going to get. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was, uh, it was a joke. It, what's that thing called? Is that a tombola or something like that? Yourself, didn't you? I, no, I'm talking about that. No. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I, I will say one thing, like... His brother, he brought his brother. I know his son, sorry, and he was coaching. And I, I tell Rob about this all the time. The weirdest thing I've ever done in training: we played a game without a ball. <laughs> Brilliant. We played a game. You still a give ball. the ball away? Aye, all the time, <laughs> all the time. I tripped over it as well. Yeah, cool. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. The fucking ball. Yeah. Just running, oh, running mate, the park. Honestly, it was mental. Is that some Dutch way? Because he he was coaching aye, Dutch. Aye, aye, he, well, over, he was just, he just had. I don't know if he was just trying to be different or that's just what they did over there. Yeah. But he just had was, some crazy What's the ideas. highlight of the football career before we start talking about the business stuff? Well, probably, I got a couple, obviously. When we, I went to Aberdeen, we then done well in Europe. We got to the last 32 of the European Cup. Bayern Munich. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Oh, that was Bayern class. We, so we got out of the group stages and then we drew Bayern Munich. So we drew to each of them at Pataudry. And see, being an Aberdeen boy playing full Pataudry, I think it was a Tuesday night. Um, just lined up against Bayern Munich. Who were some of the boys playing in that game for Bayern? Oh, it was madness. Well, I got Philip Lamb's jersey after the game. Um, so you had Lamb, you had Klose. At the time, he was he had scored the most goals in World Cup football. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Schweinsteiger. Was Podolski in that playing at that time? I can't even remember. I think Podolski. I'm, I'm not a big playing. football geek, uh, so yeah, yeah. I would need to look back at it, but I do remember a start Oliver at the time. Oliver been the keeper. Uh, I can, yeah, yeah. man. So, and the, the two centre halves were like Brazilian internationals and mm-hmm. stuff. I remember somebody done the stat, and it was 
they're starting 11 against starting starting 11 they had something like 800 caps we had one <laughs> <laughs> scott severin had one cap and i was like he was a good player as well wasn't he Sevier, good guy. he was a very yeah, good, good guy he's uh working on oil rigs now i see just shows you how people just go on different yeah, lines. Like, I, when i was i was at uni sorry i was at university in edinburgh and he'd be cutting about edinburgh and he was like the top man at hearts ah, and yeah. i was just at uni at the time right. and God, he's top. So ah, let's he's talk about the end of the career like what what happens what's the shock to the system i think this is like a lot of things that people maybe don't understand is like, like the career ends. What's next? Did we, you know it was coming? Did you know it was coming as well? Um, you always know it's coming, but I think as a footballer, you just try not to think about it. Mm. Me, I'd done my coaching badges. I'd got my B license, my A license, and I always thought I'll be a coach, I'll be a manager, and I wanted to go down that route. So I then went part time, and I hated it. I'll be honest. Where were you, you part time? I went part time to Dumbarton first. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was when the championship was brilliant. Hibs, Hearts and Rangers, wasn't it? So it was a good division. So went part-time, but I'll be honest, I'd chucked it in the February. I'm, I'm an all-or-nothing kind of guy. I'm either doing something, you know what I'm like, I'm busy, I'm doing something, I'm all your percent. That, that comes from our youth team, mate. See, yeah. boys that were in our youth team are just, were just like that. Yeah. Just like we had that drummed into us from an early age. It's like, oh, I hated part-time football. Yeah. Couldn't do it. So I'd chucked just it halfway through it. that season. And then I was like, unofficially retired. I hadn't told anyone. And then I got offered the at the end of that season, the assistant manager role at Stranraer. Yeah, and cool. I thought, brilliant, that's a great gig to get to start with. Because um, normally you need to go in and do under 12s, under 13s, gain mm. experience and stuff. But I then realised that the manager, Brian Reid at the time, wanted me to play rather than be assistant manager. So I was basically assistant. Did he, did he kind of offer you that to get you to go down? A million percent. Uh, I was basically assistant water boy. So, um, <laughs> but it was great experience, but... Strokes and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got injured in the October and I never played again. So I was then like none. So Aye. it was horrible. But we went on to do great and we lost out in the playoff final against the Air United and lost in penalties. Um, and we missed our first three penalties. I'll never forget it. I was like, bloody hell, it was a nightmare. But it would have been good to have in the CV a promotion. But at the end of that, I thought, see what? And I walked away from football. That was seven years ago. Aye. Then I was thinking, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I dabbled in a couple of jobs then. I was selling photocopiers. Because did, you, did you still think at that point you might go into coaching? No. No. Um, <clears throat> it was one of those that I thought, see what, this is a lot of work because like I said, I'm all or nothing. I was using Stranraer as a stepping stone to go and become the Scotland manager because mm -hmm. if I'm doing something, I'm wanting to be the best at it. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I was seen as that as a stepping stone to build up, build up, build up. But That's why you try to get on a senior PGA Tour, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to take to part fair, today, but I'm here to win this competition. To be fair, that's, I, think that's, I think everyone that plays football, like whether it sounds silly or not, has ideas up there. They yeah. don't go, oh, I want to be in the middle or I want yeah. to be just, I just want to just make it. They, yeah. they have aspirations. To yeah. talk. That's why you do it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. It's, or why do it? Exactly. That's like a golf tournament today. Yeah, we're here to have a laugh, but I'm not going to lie. I'm here to win this golf tournament today. And if I don't, I'll just. He says his handicap's 14, by the way. He says his handicap's 14. But the thing is, right, I think you get that with all the footballers down here, all the ex players down here will be wanting to win this. Yeah, and I think I that's agree, just something that we've got in us. I'm just the, here for close to the pin. I'm individual, man. I just want my eye. <laughs> you selfish bastard. Yeah, longest drive. Longest drive. But yeah, that's what we're talking about there again. See, um, this Alzheimer's kicking in. <laughs> Heading too many footballs. No, just like what were you, they sort of coming at the end of your career and and what you sort of what you envisioned you and how it turned out. You obviously were stranded and, and you left. So I was then thinking, I'd seen the uncertainty and stuff, and I thought. Stranraer, I was putting a lot of effort into it. So you're thinking of training sessions, who are you playing against? It's not just you're training a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It's like, it's full on. 
as I, at the time I was selling photocrops as well um, and a full-time job um, I've got twin girls you're a husband as well so you've, you're, you're spinning all these plates doing a horrible life as well at that point horrible life as well that was that was a big thing and, and people look at that and think oh he does herbal life he sells milkshake and stuff the people that I got involved with then changed my life mm. turned me into like they switched on the entrepreneurial side of me that yeah. I'd probably never thought I had now I've got three businesses I'm busier than ever I'm always looking for other opportunities like a mentality shift isn't it like what, mm. having herbal life is like having your own business like, yeah isn't it yeah, yeah. And people don't really realize that but I, and i laughed that off it was david mccracken who offered me that opportunity and i was like no chance i'm selling milkshakes to fat woman that's what i said right for about a year then i was getting released and i thought shit what am i doing <laughs> and you're like give me the milkshakes no, I, 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 honestly i was like no it wasn't the milkshakes it was the money side because i'm thinking i've got a wife i've got two kids i've got a mortgage I've got two right. cars i'm thinking shit I'm 33, 34 now. If I, I'm getting released from St. Mirren, where am I going from here? Yeah. I'm not going up the way, so my income is going to go down. Shit, what am I doing when I retire? And that's when the penny dropped and I thought, I've done nothing. I've done my badges and stuff, but I've got no experience in the real world. So getting involved with Herbalife, started making good money, started teaching me about networking, meeting with new people and reading self-development books and stuff. I listen to audios all the time and I'm always learning and, and trying to become a better person. And then just came across more opportunities my mate who had been involved with finance all these days so as long as i played football he'd been working in banks and stuff he was setting up his own uh, finance brokerage he says mirzo do you want to come and get involved with this and for a year i says no because i'd set up another utilities business called mere savings mm -hmm. um i was like no no catchy name that yeah like it make sure we get that in there right mere savings, mere savings. <laughs> mere savings. can you hear us mere savings yeah was that in right <laughs> scottish scottish audience only yes exactly yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was one of those that i thought so, but I always kept in contact with my mate and he said, Lee, how's things going? I said, ah, it's, it's tough. It's, I'm setting up from scratch. It's tough. And he said, Lee, come and have a look. So I had a look at the finance brokerage and then been involved with that now for four years. And it's funny because my wife always says, Lee, you'll be more successful after football. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she knew I just had that driven, that drive inside me or she knew I was just shite at football. I don't know what it was. <laughs> right? It was one of those. And, it, and it's and it's working out. Long I, was, I, was, I was saying that as well. Like, see, at football, you think like, and uh, like uh, one of the points I was going to say is like, at football, it's just such a sudden end, isn't it? Yeah. And you think, oh, fuck, what yeah. am I going to do? But like after a few years, you look back and you think, football's such a small part of your life. Yeah. Dean Saunders, for me. Dean Saunders said me. on the radio today, he says, as a footballer, you live twice. You have yeah, to live twice. Yeah. So yeah. then when you get to the end of your career, it stops. You actually yeah. like, and but it's you're like, so well, no you're we're, we're like, yeah, there's loads of intelligent people, but unless they're prepared, I know like, I still speak to uh, Stephen, small Stephen Thompson, was it? Yeah, um, I was talking to him the other day, actually. Yeah. And he's a financial advisor. So it's like he, but he was preparing through his career mm -hmm. to then get there. Mm -hmm. There's, you're talking. I don't think there's anyone that really does that. 2% yeah, of yeah, footballers prepare for the, the I think there's a couple, career. but here's the thing, right? You'd finish training and we, Tomo, would be going away to the library. <clears throat> mm -hmm. He couldn't go home because his wife had two kids and he says, I need to go to the library for a couple hours to study. I've got exams Aye. and that. And you're like, what, Dick? What are you Aye. doing? And, and, you get and you slaughter you get him. Slaughtered. And the other one I remember was Derek Stilly. He's now a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But outside that, I cannot remember any boys that used their spare time because let's be honest, a footballer, we've got Aye. loads of spare time. Aye, loads. If you imagine if you had set up Be Inspired alongside mm -hmm. your football career when you... Oh, well, we we kind of almost did. Kind of did. Imagine we used, start, yeah, we used. Imagine you had Kinija wearing be inspired. Yeah, sure. Imagine yeah, that. Of how, course, uh, of course. So I'm, I think the the issue that I had is like you, what you're saying is the you, the hundred percent in it. Like yeah. Yeah. even like be inspired now. I think me and Mark would like to start other things, but yeah. if we take our eye off the ball, what we're doing now is yeah. sometimes like yeah, it may be detrimental to the business. Like yeah. we've got a million ideas that yeah. we are constantly bouncing off each other. 
but it's and like, wanting to start just, it, but like you say you can't take your focus off your yeah. main thing that's the i remember part. a quote you says to me because when i was starting off right i went like i was starting off in the real world right and i needed to go and see people i read like messaging people on on uh, linkedin and stuff saying hey i see you're successful do you fancy a coffee just getting rejected left right mm. and center i remember meeting you for a coffee because i seen you doing well and i remember a quote you once told me and you said see if you've got time to go put into something else you're not working hard enough on that one thing mm. and that always stuck to me and i thought fucking hell that's right because mm. I'm, I'm like you guys i'm always dabbling in other things and trying other things and stuff but I also look at the guys in Dragons Den and they've had maybe 20 business before they get that one that would yeah, be extremely Yeah, yeah it's so true. Stuff, it is true. And I mean, you need it, to find that one because yeah. a lot of the time it is like at the start, it's starting up and, and you know as soon as you get something that catches, that's when you need to put all your foot on. Luckily for us, it was our first one. Yeah, yeah sure. That, but we've that done other things since that maybe haven't, haven't they worked <clears throat> yeah. as successful? Yeah. We had a couple of online businesses yeah. that yeah. they're just like, again is that because we're 100 percent and to be inspired yeah. so then that just yeah. is a wee side well, effort it's there's, like there's a great quote a work that, short term but no you, long term a yeah. great quote that I, that I live by is you get what you focus on mm. let's be honest if you were to go and pick a business now with the skills that you have and the drivers have got you'll make it successful mm. yeah because you'll just put everything you've got into Aye, making sure. it successful but at the same time you can't be inspired drop because you you know yourself you take your eye off the yeah, ball, eye off the ball especially where the market's been the last couple of years yeah, a million yeah, percent. Tough, man. Tough. Yeah. but you need to duck and dive and adapt and in the finance world, one of our biggest clients, their business went bust in COVID. Well, it never went bust, but it was really, really struggling. They turned to selling fruit and veg. They're now a massive fruit and veg selling company. And it was just nothing to do with their business. Yeah. But yeah. Worry about what, what would happen if, if things went to its up, but like you'll, you're driving determination. Yeah, bring something something else. I think something if else. you're willing to adapt and look at other opportunities, I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. And do willing to it. learn and put everything into it. Do you miss football at all? No. Do you, do you, see, yeah. see, when I miss football, I miss football when I'm at football, but yeah. I'm also too busy. I miss football when I'm at it. So I sometimes go to hospitality oh, and stuff. I, I take wish clients. I could have a good game. And that. I also, no, I don't. I don't. I don't ever think, oh, I wish I was out there playing. No. I think it's more the buzz and the, I know mm. the laugh the boys are having in the dressing room. That's what I miss. Mm-hmm. I don't miss playing at all. I get asked to play all the time and I'm like, no, I'll play golf all day, but I'm not yeah, interested I'm, in playing I'm fives and that. I'm I'm a, I miss playing at like Ibrox and Parkhead and stuff, yeah. but I don't really miss yeah, that was playing. Some experience. Do you know what I mean? They were, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Some experience, I don't miss man. playing at like. Some experience been three 0 and doing after seven minutes as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> Ronald De Boer's just scored to make it three 0 after seven minutes. I'm looking at a scoreboard. Or if you've scored an, an OG at Ibrox, was that you? Was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I nearly scored in about a minute later. Do you mind? No. So another OG or the, the own goal against against Rangers. What was that? Twenty yard header or something? It was my second game for United. They just saying you need to hit the ground running. I came on, and Brewster's like. Bobo, I'm going to put you on left back. And I hadn't played left back all pre-season. I'd played right wing all pre-season. Right. Similar right wing, left back. Similar. Aye. So yeah. then uh, Stephen Smith put that big long diagonal into the box. And all I've heard is like the keeper, like Stills. Yeah. Stills was like, uh, yes, right back, keeper, keeper. And I just like, he's here. And I've just like cushioned it back to him. Mate, I told him, and he's like run past me as if he was just going to come in and take yeah. it off. And I've just seen it trickle on the net, Ibrox. And I swear, man, the place was rocking. <laughs> it's like 40, well, you know, it's yeah. like 45, 50,000. So then about a minute later, boss come in, same, same ball, similar as Stevens, got to the more of the byline, whipped one in, a big Archie's done that. And it's just hit off my head, oh, wow. went out for a corner. I swear, man, it was like, literally like, nah, we're going in the top <laughs> corner again. It's just like, oh, oh, I just, it, but it's nothing worse because boys are on big win bonus. Uh, yeah. Like at Ibrox, you know what I mean? And you get on the bus, <laughs> second game, you're probably no completely fit in with the guys. Yeah, it was just. Is that the first time you've won two headers in a game in your life? I was waiting to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad now for a midget. Yeah. <laughs> 
brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the games that you miss. Aye. But I miss the dressing room. I miss the camaraderie with the boys. But like I say, I try and be too busy elsewhere mm-hmm. because I, I never, I very rarely sit down and just watch TV and stuff because I see that I'm like, no, I should be doing something. I could be. It changes like you're, because I'd said this time, like, like your kids are the same age as Owen, like yeah. 16 now. And it's like they're really doing their own thing. And yeah. it's like, you just find yourself having that extra wee bit of time and doing yeah. what Mark's law one's three. And oh, it's I, don't, like, I yeah. don't have no time it's to like, do that. It's just like completely different. And when your girl was well, their kids were three, like we were still playing football yeah. at the time. Yeah. So yeah. they'd come to games and stuff like yeah. that. So your yeah. life was just like in that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably never had time to do really anything else yeah no but I, what you mean a business alongside I, the football like i just uh, <laughs> i think I you can, think I I you can always make time you can always find time for we something we can always find time like you being 100 percent in is difficult yeah. you're probably 100 percent in your football and then it's like then like see people starting things well up maybe like uh like snoddy started something and that mm. and like it's, it's difficult to start while you're playing football because things you've got you've got that focus of football yeah there. and football's like your life it's not yep. just like you go to training and then that's over it's like well you've got to eat the right way you've got to prepare the right way you've got to go to the gym yeah. so it, it is difficult do you know what i mean yeah it's, so. it's, it is your life and you need to give it all but at the same time from a selfish point of view you need to think i've got my family and that that from a second life that you've already touched on, starting at 35 to 85, yeah. what am I going to do and yeah. what's going to be the income? And what, so, what do you, where do you see yourself going now? Are you just, what you, what's your plans for the future? Um, to try and get down to scratch handicap at golf. <laughs> I'm a long <laughs> way off it. that. No, what's, I the, say what's the handicap now? 9.2. 7.1 so last year and it's gone right. up to 9.2, but I'm playing more golf than ever. My handicap's gone up, so I don't know how that works. Right. But um, no, I want to... You look the part. You've got the I've full. To, uh, this is a brand safari, new safari outfit on this. It's, a, it's a, fa- a Father's Day outfit I got yesterday. <laughs> I was like <laughs> buzzing about this on. So, <laughs> I wish you got um, some, and I never got anything. Um, so now the plans for the future are just. I think things change. You go when you retire from football, and I'm open enough to admit this that I never really had a lot of savings there. So we were like struggling for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Your aim for that first three years is right. Let's let's earn some money so we can be okay mm-hmm. now things are different i just i care more about being healthy family mm-hmm. being happy yeah um obviously you want to go and earn money and you want to be successful that way but i think things change depending on where you are in life i'm at the stage now where i want to i'm more concerned now about my kids at being 16 their next five years how, yeah, how am i helping them like, yeah. like. get on property ladder and things yeah. like that because the way the world is it's really tough but Ugh, it's, you can worry too much about the future and I try now and just stay in the present and enjoy things as I've got them because one thing is that everything will be alright because no matter what <laughs> you'll you'll cope yeah. with things no matter what somebody used to come to you and say look there's 10 kids That's probably, your, your initial thing is oh shit but guess what you'll manage it's probably a good thing with the back on side thing as well like everything will kind of be alright <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean it's like yeah. linking that back to what we're doing today I think, like, like, I think one of the things we liked about this podcast I wanted to try and do is like like because we came from football it's yeah. like and you you see how difficult it is when it ends. It's like a shutter just comes down. It's like, yeah. right, you start again. And it's nice to have people like yourself that's gone through it um, and then come out the other side and go, well, I've got this now and mm. I don't miss football. I'm successful on the other side of football. And Maybe for even... people in football, back on side to sort of inspire them. Do you know what? It's, football is brilliant. It's yeah. like amazing. And you can go and have a career in football, but see if that's not for you. There's other yeah. things out there. Even even boys at different <clears throat> ends of the spectrum. So you're boys in the Prem, it's like when they... what. Are they preparing now? What are they going to do? Because yeah, yeah. even if you can have all the money in the world, like some of the Prem players, but see when the football stops, yeah. like it can be a lonely income, place, can't it? Pretty lonely. So it's like, and on the other side of that, it's like maybe boys that are at thirty-one playing part-time football. What are they doing to look at like what's next? Yeah, hundred you know percent. I mean? so. We done a thing way back on side in the Hibs dressing room a couple of months ago, and it was brilliant just talking to some of the Hibs boys. And you're like, mm. what are you doing when you retire? Yeah. And they're like 
coaching or yeah. and I was like you haven't got a no plan idea. No like idea. it's going to come a day that see what tomorrow football's not in your life yeah. great to go and be a manager and assistant manager but I remember when Ian Jenkinson got sacked as assistant manager at St Mirren mm-hmm. within 24 hours the rumour was 80 people had applied for that job Aye, so to get in a coaching that, role a manager's role is tough Aye. so I always say to people is use your sort of fame as a footballer depending on what level you're at people still want to speak to you because you're a footballer mm-hmm. use that to go and build something else else for going forward because that's one thing that I wish I'd done more as a footballer was associate with the directors because they've all yeah, got businesses yeah. it would be great for me now with finance uh, mingle with all the club sponsors that have got businesses because it's a dream mm, for me so I'm now right going back saying oh remember me I played for the club 20 years ago and they're like yeah, yeah, there's, so there's, there's more people true. now you're forgotten about and like you say you might not be famous but like people still do want to speak to you because you were like not obviously not now because yeah. we're maybe a bit of, but like as you're coming out of it you, you've got that sort of like, 100%. You're, football, you're writing about, about it sorry and like what's your experiences they just want to talk to you about it don't 100% they? well imagine a Hibs, fa- a Hibs player right now setting up a business every single Hibs fan would say oh what's your business how can I help yeah, you yeah. boom they're off to a run off to an absolute flyer so hopefully when they retire guess what I don't need to worry about football yeah I'm sad that I missed yeah, it but guess used what used in the early days of like yeah, boys that we played so. with or, That's or right. uh, against have just given them a wee a t-shirt or a hoodie something like that boys like way better than us Robbo and, and that helped you massively grow oh, yeah, massively like, massively like boys like Naismith McCarthy and McCarthy that was at Hamilton Wears yeah. and then there was like Celtic Bruni, players McGrew uh, they all wore the stuff so how did it get to Stokes, from remember Stokes put a hoodie on one night and we sold like 30 of them that night do you know what I mean it was just just like you've never given me free stuff to put on no have you got an old age dad I didn't want to say anything about that mate do you know what I mean the less said about that the better so how did you get from two boys setting this up investing what is it 400 quid each or something like that not even that to Messi wearing the gear Probably networking is a massive thing. Yeah, networking. You get connections through somebody else, through somebody else, through somebody else, and then eventually you end up. We're probably the most (laughs) unpatient people in the world, but looking back, we were probably really patient. Right. So, like, it just took time. It doesn't happen overnight. We've been doing this for 10 years now. Yeah. So, like, and there's like peaks and troughs. Like, you go through like a mad peak in like 2018 to go back down, and then 2020, the first year of COVID was mental, and it's going down, and then now it's going back up again. It's like you go through these little things, you have to like stay a bit quite grounded as well. Don't get too high, don't get too low. That's what we always say. It's like you've just got to kind of keep your feet on the ground. But when you first started, you just must have got highs when, oh, I've got a couple of sales and stuff. That must have been an unbelievable buzz. It was weird though, wasn't it? It's like, obviously it was. And like, I remember we, we like if you made three hundred pounds, see if you did three hundred pound turnover today, we're going out of town to get some Imagine lunch. That, that no, was our we'd, thing. We'd, we'd shit ourselves. Aye, no lunch, mate. beans on toast, mate. And then like just, but I don't know if we just got swept along with aye. it. Like I remember the photographer used like he's just like you're like a rocket ship. You just keep going with yeah. it, didn't you? And it was like we weren't weren't thinking about anything. You weren't like. You weren't really even taking anything in. You were just like going along for it's this ride. Win for mad. a few years. Uh, like to be thinking we've been out for 10 years is just uh, like, doesn't feel like that. Nah, it's crazy, isn't nah, it? Just see when the memories pop up and you're like, that was seven years ago. You're like, what? Seven, I seen, I seen you share one on your social media yesterday. Yesterday. Right. That was the first uh, ever website that we made. Right. We'd done it ourselves. We, that was <laughs> things. See, for the first year or so, we'd done yeah. everything ourselves. Yeah. Just found out how to do it. Learn how Shambles, to do it. Shambles, no, We're you, buying, like, once we sold enough product, we went and bought ourselves a computer. Like, because we were right. doing everything on our phones to start Brilliant. with. The next stage is like, oh, can we maybe put our phones through the business or whatever yeah. so that we didn't. That's one less bill to think about. Yeah. Well, our part time football money was paying for. Do you know what I mean? So I do think it's harder for people like, to start something now than it was for us back yeah. then. I think people's expectations 
are higher now. Like when we first mm-hmm. started, we were selling some stuff and we're like, that's a bit questionable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right back in the day, just try to get, just try to get your brand out there. Like yeah. maybe you weren't happy with it or like maybe the finish wasn't exactly how we'd want it, but we just, you just sell it. But nowadays I think social media is, set the bar a little bit higher for people getting in i think it's maybe a little bit more difficult for you think it's more difficult in. because with social media you can you can target more people yeah but are there more competition now because there's more competition yeah. in the standards you used to higher, see on social media you used to get an organic reach it was ridiculous you yeah. could get you could hit so many people without having to pay for it right. now you have to pay for it right. the yeah. face the, the social media sort of platforms yeah kind of almost block off the reach unless right. you get you, something viral yeah, like sure. tiktok's coming it's like being on this like new brands are probably formed off new platforms so right. say like facebook got loads of organic reach to start with then you got to pay for it instagram comes out you get loads of organic reach to start with and then when it gets busy you got to pay for it tiktok comes out you get loads of organic reach to start with so you need to make There'll like something so, else in the next so new brands start new off platform. the back of that because you don't yeah. need any money to start right so then there'll be a new platform comes out and if you get on that first with the right product the right content then you'll blow up you can start off the back that's of it we'll watch our time we've so. got a tea off time all right, oops, o'clock, nice. so. well that's just summed up yeah thanks for coming on mate that was yeah, that was, that was really interesting I enjoyed your story, mate. been a pleasure thank you good man cheers mate